Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Let us pray. Father God, we give you honor and glory. At this moment, it is your time to shine. It is your time to transform lives and convict souls. I am not an orator. I'm not a speaker. I'm just a human being being used by God. And so, Father, use me to communicate your word to your people. May it not be a display of show or eloquence of words, but may it be a display of transformation of the Holy Ghost through lives. And so, Father, when it's all said and done, that Jehovah, El Shaddai, the Alpha and Omega, gets all the glory. In Jesus' name. Our theme this week is The Cross Makes the Difference. If you believe in that, say amen. amen. The cross makes the difference. I'll keep that before me because I believe in that. It was read so beautifully by the scripture reader this morning, Revelation 13, verse 11, which will be our anchor text. That's where we will land at. That's our anchor text. That's the text that glued the sermon together. But the text that we would like to start is Revelation chapter 1 verse, Revelation chapter 12 verse 1, the beginning of the text. And Revelation, the 12, the, the Revelation chapter 12, the seventh verse, it reads, And there was war in heaven, Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon, and the dragon and his angel wage war. Verse 8 goes, and they were not strong enough. I don't know about you, but I thank God that the devil is not strong enough. And there was no longer a place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that serpent of old, who is called the devil, the Satan. The Bible declares that he deceived the whole world. Many denominations they wonder and they question about Michael. Many denominations will say to you, who is this Michael in the Bible? But we as Seventh-day Adventists and biblical reading scholars and biblical reading belief, believers, we know who Michael is. We can look in the book of Daniel and we see traces of Michael. We can see traces of Michael in the book of Isaiah where they say he is the prince of peace. And Daniel 7, 10, 7 call him, he's a prince. But we know Michael because of his Hebrew name. Michael who says in the Hebrew, Michael. Michael. People with me, people of God say Michael. In the Hebrew, it says Michael. Michael in the Hebrew is translated one that is like God. If we know scripture, we know only one that is like God. His name is Jesus. The cross makes a difference. I don't know what you are and who you are, but Michael, who, is, who was on the cross, no longer on the cross, makes the difference. He's the change of our time. He is the one we can trust in. He is our God. He is Alpha and Omega. I don't know about you, but I'm happy to be on the side of Michael. Some places you go, they say, hallelujah. 
The Bible declare, and there was war in heaven, Michael and his angel waging war with the dragon. I always come to this text with an understanding and with a complicity in my mind. I find this text to be mind-boggling. I don't know about you, but I asked the question, and I asked it loud and clear, how come there was war in a place called heaven? Heaven is a place that we would never assume that there is war. There was never a place in our mind's eyes that we can ever see that there was war in heaven. There was a song by a rapper. You guys are too dignified to know who this rapper is. You guys are too sanctified. But just in case you picked up a newspaper or you had a pass, there was a rapper by the name of Tupac Shakur. But you guys don't know who that is. And Tupac says, and he asked the question in one of his vulgar songs that he wrote, and he asked the question, does heaven have a ghetto? Or he wished that heaven had a ghetto. And I don't know about Tupac, but I know what a ghetto looks like. See, a Ghetto smell like urinade. Uh, ghetto smell uh, kind of harsh to the no- noise. That's how you know where you're at. That's the residential of a ghetto. They sell drugs sometimes in many ghettos. You'll see neighborhood pimps and you'll see neighborhood drug dealers. And the man asks a question, I wonder if heaven has a ghetto. That is an incomplete thought. That is an incomplete statement. That is buffoonery. How can a place called heaven have such a place called a ghetto? See, heaven, the Bible declares, is where you will see there are streets of gold. Heaven's a place where you will see the throne of God. Heaven is where I told my daughter last night that when you go to heaven, you can put your hand in the mouth of a lion and the lion will not devour you. So heaven is a beautiful place, a majestic place. And so the question is asked, how come? There is war in heaven. Why is there war in such a beautiful place? The answer is the devil. Wherever you have the devil in play, whenever you have the devil around, there's always chaos and misguidance. See, you got to be careful that the devil's not in your home. You got to be careful that the devil's not in your church. You got to be careful that the devil's not at your work. And if the devil's at your work, you better make sure that you are, forgive me, good people, prayed up. Because wherever the devil comes, the Bible says he's like a roaring lion. He's coming to devour. So if the devil's around, you better make sure you have Jesus with you. Because it's not just a poster on a card. It's not just a good sounding thing. It is important that the cross of Jesus is always with you because the devil is always around. Heaven, a place of beauty. 
But why this devil or Lucifer at that time? Why did he make such a problem on earth, on, in heaven? The Bible says in Isaiah 14, verse 12 and 14, the fall of Lucifer. The Bible says Lucifer put in his heart. He became proud. He became jealous. He says, the text says, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer. Son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground. You who weaken the nation, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation on the furthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. And the Bible tells you wherever there is pride, wherever there is jealousy, wherever there's the devil, there will be war on wherever he exists. And so the devil looked around and the devil said, I want to be like God. The devil says, I want to be above God. The devil says, I want to be equal to God. And because the devil thought like that, because the devil acted like that, the devil caused problem in the kingdom of God. Brothers and sisters, sisters and brothers, you must be careful with the devil. You must not play with the devil because the devil is not your friend. And so I ask you this morning, if you're praying, stay in prayer. If you're fasting, stay in fasting. Because the victory is at the feet of Jesus Christ. And so the devil was prideful. He wanted to be just like God. He wanted to be in the position of God. He's seen a nice home. He probably said, you know what? I want that home. He's never content. He sees what the neighbors is wearing. He says, you know what I love what that sister came to church with? A nice pink blouse. I wish that was mine. I hate that sister. He sees the blessings of God on another person's life. And he hates that person because God has blessed that person. But brothers and sisters, you must be like Peter said, sober and alert and on prayer and on duty. Because once the devil is in, he will damage up the place. I went to a church. And as I went to the church, there was a skinny piano playing guy and he was playing the piano and his cousin came to the church it was a Haitian church in West Palm Beach and his cousin came to the church she was a young lady and the pastor who was pastoring at the time Alexis Roosevelt and she came down she said I want to eat the people of the church she said, I want to devour them. I want to eat them. I'm hungry. I need meat. I need meat. I need meat. And the pastor grabbed her and the pastor said, only person you need to eat in this place is me. Brothers and sisters, you can't make that statement if you're not connected with Jesus. 
And she said, I need meat, and I need meat. And her cousin, who was a very skinny cousin at that particular moment, and he was playing the piano, and, and, and he left the piano, and he was so skinny, and the brother was a thin brother, and he was thinner than most brothers that you would see. And the brother began to throw the elders around like a loaf of bread. We took him in the room. We prayed with the young lady. She calmed down. We asked for the Holy Spirit. She was at calm, but the brother came like a roaring lion. He was possessed under the power and the influence of the devil himself. And he came into that room, and, and as we, we grabbed onto him, and he was throwing the elders around, and the pastor jumped on him and kind of put him down, and, and I jumped on him, and I had on a black suit, and he ripped the bottom of my suit, and I'm upset. You know how the veil ripped? And I was upset. He was giving us command. He was telling us he would not sit down. He will not do this. He will not do that. And I told to the elders, shut that young man up in the house of God. There is no reason for the devil to give us command in God's house. He said he will not sit up. I told the elders, sit him up. Sit him up. And we set him up, we prayed over him, and before you know it, when the brother said he will not do it, and he begins to sin, and we made him sin, and we made him pray, there was a little old lady, a little thin old lady, and she got in between that young boy, she put her legs in between that young boy, and you know, brothers and sisters, that young skinny boy who was throwing elders like loaf of bread could not punch that little old lady. She was prayed up. She had the Holy Ghost in her. The only way you can defeat the devil is when Jesus is in you and when you realize that the cross of Jesus makes the difference. And she begins to pray. I'm looking at the little old lady. I'm afraid for her. I'm thinking she might fling over to the right, fling over to the left. She's looking like Mighty Mouth. She's looking like Superman. She's looking like Iron Man because she's under the power of thy Holy Ghost. And we begin to pray over the young man. And as we pray, how did the devil get into him? Probably through hip hop probably through rap, probably through pornography, whatever, but the devil snuck into him and began to tear him up. And he was playing Sabbath morning. He left the piano and he started to fight with the elders. And we began to pray for him and we sat him up. He told us he will not sit down. I said, no, nah, the devil will not tell us what to do in the house of God. Put that brother to sit. And as he sat, tears flew down his eyes. And we continue to pray for the brother. We continue to pray for the brother. And after a little while, the brother, we said to the brother, are you ready to pray? And the brother began to pray. And the brother was calmer than water. The Bible declared 
and they were not strong enough, brothers and sisters. When God is on your side, when God is with you, the devil is not strong enough. The devil has no power. Once you are prayed up, once you are under the power of the Holy Spirit, once God is with you, who can be against you? Because God, God, God is for you, brothers and sisters. Once you are with God, you have the victory. So the brother was calm. And the Bible says that the devil was not strong enough. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. The Bible tells us if God be for us, who can be against us? John chapter 4 verse 4 says, you are from God, little children. You have overcome them because greater is who? He. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. When you have Jesus in you, you have the victory. When you have Jesus in you, you have the glory. When you have Jesus in you, you have the power. When you have Jesus in you, you will tread upon the cobra. You will tread upon the lion. You will beat up a gorilla. You will beat up a serial killer. You don't care about Trump having wars and rumors of war because who is in you is greater. And who is in the world. So the Bible in 1 John 4 verse 4. I'll read it again. Because I love that text. You, you are from God little children. Hallelujah. That's a sign of endurement. For someone to call you little children. And have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. The Bible says in verse 9, And the great dragon was thrown down, that serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan. He who deceived the whole world. First Peter 5 verse 8 said the devil is out there for real. But you stay sober, stay alert. Your enemy, the adversary, that stark about like a roaring lion looking for someone whom to devour. Stay sober, stay alert. It's no time to play around with your spiritual life. Stay sober, stay alert. You better get with the program. You better look at the news. You better look at CNN. You better look at NBC. You better look at what's going on. Trump is at war. Russia's striking back. You better stay alert. We are in the last days. Brothers and sisters, you better stay alert. Your enemy is not Trump who will not pass the TPS. Your enemy is not the Republican Party. Your enemy is the devil. He is looking to devour you, brothers and sisters. And the only way you can overcome him is through the power and the blood of Jesus Christ. No time to fight. No time to be bickering church leadership. No time to be going at the pastors. No time to be going at the elders. 
No time for the deaconess and ushers to be upset with one another. No time for the position, party, pity, whatever. You think the devil's playing? You better go ask the kids at Storming Douglas if the devil's playing. They asked that boy Sanchez or whatever that boy name. They said we have studied security. We know that you could not defeat that. And he said the only way he knows how to defeat that, to pull the fire along, is because the devil himself said it. Devil told him how to do it. And you know what, brothers and sisters? I believe him. But 1 Peter 5, verse 8, say, you stay alert. Husbands and wives, no time to be playing around. Talking about... I'm upset with you and I'm not, I'm sleeping in the other room and I'm this, I'm that, and I'm holding a grudge and you doing this. This is foolishness. We are living in the last days. You better make your assurance, your election calling. You better make sure when Jesus comes, he can say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. Young people, you not too young. 14-year-olds are getting run down by bullets. You're not too young to know about God. When you go to that school they call Babylon, I mean public school system, whenever you go to that stuff, you better be prayed up because your principal is a homosexual. You better be prayed up because your assistant principal is a homosexual. You better be prayed up because your teachers are homosexuals. You better be prayed up because the devil is running wild in the public school didn't come here to be politically correct. You invite the wrong preacher for that. The Bible says stay alert. Stay alert. You see what's going on in the world. You see what's going on in the world. Stay alert. Stay alert. Stay alert. Be sober. Sober means not drunken. Be sober. You know when you're drunk, everything is kiki kiki and you're falling over. No, be alert, be sober. Be dead serious in these last times. Know what you're dealing with. I'm sometimes afraid for my church because we are so much uh, uh, compromising our belief and our faith, trying to be like other people, that we forget that we need to be sober in these last days. Trying to reach the children with program, you need to reach them with the word of the living God, Jesus Christ. Grew up in a government apartment in a project. I grew up not really around people that love the Lord. And you know what got me into the church? Having a pe- the pastor that loved me. Hearing the word of God. Knowing that I have a friend in Jesus. Not having a program where kids are doing backflips and they getting praised. That's foolishness. Only person that can keep you for a good time and for eternity in this church is Jesus Christ. Not your program. Your agenda needs to start with Jesus. In the middle of your agenda needs to be Jesus. 
And the conclusion of your agenda needs to be Jesus. What I'm saying is that even though I was in the midst of drug dealers, even though I was in the trap and they were selling crack cocaines all around me, the addict who was taking crack up his nose told me, looked at me, hide out and kite out, told me, young man, what are you doing here? You have an anointing in your life. It's all about Jesus. Stay alert. Stay sober. John chapter 10. Good people, follow me along. John chapter 10, verse 10 through 11. I love what Jesus is saying here. The thief, who is the devil, comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life. Hallelujah. And have it abundantly. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He who is a hired hand, Jesus is not about it for the money. And not a shepherd who is not the owner of the sheep sees the wolf. See, when you're getting paid for ministry sometimes. And I'm not talking about ministers. I'm talking about those that come to church and say, oh, I'm just volunteering. There ain't no volunteering here. God didn't voluntarily gave you the breath of life this morning. Man, if you volunteering, then God can voluntarily take his breath from you. You're on duty for the kingdom of God. Who is not the owner of the sheep but sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. Brothers and sisters, let me be honest with you with this text. I'm not a hired hand. I'm not a hired hand, Jesus is saying. Some of us think because the minister is the only one getting paid, he's the only one that needs to do the ministry of God. You are dead wrong. Because not only the minister needs Jesus, everybody needs Jesus. And when they fire you, now you remember Jesus. He flees because he is a hired hand, is not concerned about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, Jesus said. I know my own and my own knows me. Even as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, and I, here goes the text, I lay down my life for my sheep. I lay down my life for my sheep. Jesus died on the cross of Calvary. So that we can have victory over the devil, the dragon. Only in the name of Jesus do we have victory, brothers and sisters. Jesus says, I lay down my life. And what I like about Revelation, I'm going back to my text, my anchor text. What I like about Revelation 12, verse 11. Revelation 12, verse 11, it says, and they overcome him who is the dragon. They overcame him because of the blood of the lamb. Because of the blood of Jesus, they have victory. The cross of Jesus makes the difference. You have TPS problem, the blood of the lamb. 
You have health issues, the blood of the lamb. You have wars and rumors of war, and you hear Donald Trump, the blood of my lamb. The last days is upon me. Thank God Almighty for the blood of Jesus. You have children problem, the blood of Jesus. You send them to the public school, the blood of Jesus. You have cancer, you have AIDS, you have all kinds, the blood of Jesus. You have victory, saving grace, through the blood of Jesus. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.